If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tonight, MPP MPs to decide fate of finance minister following approval of IMF deal. But ahead of that crucial meeting, we hear from the majority leader who says there is little appetite now among majority MPs to remove Ken Oforiata. Sometimes when issues emerge and a lot of water pass under the bridge, perhaps it may be good to allow sleeping dogs to lie. Uh, but it's not a decision that I can take on my own. Maybe we have to have a meeting. Plus, that's Chairman Sabun back Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia for the MPP flagship slot. Dr. Dr. Baumia, what did you say? Many say yeah. has the potential. Well, I, I'm, I'm a leader. I go with what most of the people say. If most of the people in my party are saying Dr. Baumia, I'm a leader. I have to align with them. is Top Story with Evans Mensah. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. It's been a few weeks now since the IMF approved Ghana's deal, $3 billion bailout. 
Well, now we're learning the MPP MPs in Parliament are set to meet to decide the fate of Finance Minister Ken Oforiata following that approval. As you may recall, the MPP MPs had met with President Okufuado and they had been assured that post the approval, the President will act on their request to remove Ken Oforiata. Uh, tonight, we've been speaking to the majority leader who led the majority side in that meeting with the president and he's been speaking about this he says there is little appetite now even among the majority mps to still remove Ken Oforiata, uh, but also suggests that uh, a lot of water may have passed under the bridge and maybe it's time to consider allowing sleeping dogs to lie uh, listen to Oseche Mensabungs, who's speaking exclusively uh, to me about the fate of Ken Oforiata in the wake of the imf deal Yes, we, we had that engagement with the president and I agree with you uh, what the outcome was. But, um, and then it was predicated on our concluding the negotiations with the IMF. But you see, technically, we're not even out of the woods yet because I just told you that the World Bank is here now. Mm. Um, I think the IMF will be coming, is it, two weeks or three weeks from now uh, to also look at a few things and then they will come for a review I guess in August or so so you see technically the negotiations have not you know finalized but this is the implementation phase we are in now the program itself the deal has been concluded monies have been disbursed we had an implementation phase which will take three years it's done door closed on this isn't it as far as the, the trigger for the consideration of removal or not is concerned, no, that has been achieved. No, no, it's not closed. To the extent that the people are watching your steps, we just said that uh, the first tranche of the three Six billion yes. has been released. There's no automaticity that the next tranche would come. That is dependent on you meeting. Oh, your compliance. Yes. So I'm saying to you that the door is not firmly closed yet. We would, you would expect them to be coming around, which means that there are outstanding issues that you have to be relating to. But as I said last week, sometimes when issues emerge and a lot of water pass under the bridge, perhaps it may be good to allow sleeping dogs to lie. Uh, but it's not a decision that I can take on my own. Maybe we have to have a meeting with, because as I said, even though this whole thing emanated from a group within the majority, the entire caucus subsequently aligned, and so it became the position of the majority caucus. So we have to have a meeting naturally with the caucus, explain things to them. Maybe we may even have to involve the finance minister himself, and then we take it from there. What about the president himself who made that promise? Well, um, first of all, the, the finance minister was uh, the, the sore point, so to speak, and he was at the receiving end. A few things have emerged, and our things are shaping up. Is it the case that we still should go on holding his feet to fire? Or is it the case that, as I said, sleeping dogs should be allowed to lie? It is a decision that will come from, from the caucus. Drafter, we may then have to meet with the president. 
So far, has any of the members on your side who were campaigning for this, have they reached out to ask you, uh, nudge you and say, listen, we're told the deal, the deal is over now, should we act? Has anybody reached out yet? Well, I would say uh, one person sent me a post, you know, asking me where we are. Are we bringing it up again? And my response was just the response that I've given you. And after he's not come back to me, and now is is the entire entire caucus's position. So uh, that's where we are. But I'm saying that uh, we shall possibly meet, uh, you know, to to finally put the matter to bed. That is to go forward or not to go forward. Mm. The decision rests with the caucus. What's your sense? You you feel do you still feel there is that it was very intense. At the time. At the time. Yes. Reading the mood since you've been back, do you still feel there's an appetite? If there's appetite, you will hear it perhaps. <laughs> Intensity has uh, profoundly subsided. Mm. I'm not saying that there are, there are no relics, but intensity has subsided significantly. Uh, but we take it from there. And as I'm saying, it's not one man's decision. It's the caucus's decision. So we shall further interrogate, and then we take a, a common position on that. Mm. And I want to take it to Parliament right now because uh, today the Finance Minister, Ken Ufariata, was expected to answer some 10 questions uh, which have suffered repeated postponements. Uh, my parliamentary correspondent uh, joins us on the telephone line right now. Kweku, uh, just before we get into the questions that the Finance Minister was expected to answer, uh, this issue with Ken Masgo, which was started by the majority MPs himself, Chairman Sabungsu talks about they, they have to meet to decide uh, he talks about water under the bridge and so possibly uh, let sleeping, sleeping dogs lie. What's the mood among the majority MPs? And he says the appetite is not as intense as it was at the beginning uh, of even this year. What's the mood among the majority MPs? What are you reading? Well, Evans, like um, Osei about said, he has spoken with some of the majority MPs who seem to have dropped that demand. But a number of the NPP MPs I've also spoken to have also said that they are very much waiting for the president to act. Indeed, within this week, I spoke to a number of them after we had spoken to a state who had made that revelation about water passing down the bridge, for which reason he thought sleeping dogs must be made to lie. So these NPP MPs said, no, that is not the understanding. And that they are very much looking forward to the caucus meeting to take up a decision. Evans, mind you, 99 of those NDP MPs held a news conference and in that unprecedented fashion demanded that Keno Furiata must go. Following that, Keno Furiata became the subject of the entire majority caucus when the entire caucus decided that that was a position that they held but the president must dismiss him. And some of these NDP MPs have been telling me now that they are very much looking forward to meeting where the explanation will be given why Keno Furiata must still be made to continue because they believe that the MPP's chance in the 2024 election will hinge a lot on the economy and how it is faring. And although things may seem to be bouncing back, they cannot give Kenoforiata that time from now to 2024 to remain in office. And this for this reason that some of the MPP MPs have spoken to numbering about 12 since last week that can, um, the, the majority leader made that proposition have said that they haven't dropped their demands at all and that if by a certain, a certain time they do not hear from the majority that there's no meeting, then they'll be forced to come out and either issue a press statement 
or do another press conference. So we are looking forward to that if government does not negotiate or engage with the majority MPs to firm up any decision on this event. And, and Kweku Kono Furiata was expected before Parliament today. There are 10 questions in the field. Did he show up? He did not. This is about the fifth or even sixth time that these questions that have been scheduled to be answered by the finance minister would have to be postponed again during the very previous meetings that these questions were expected to be answered. The minister did not show up. Letters were sent that the minister was busy with negotiations with the IMF, among others. But this time around, no response or no letter has been submitted to the speaker. The speaker did not read any section on the floor. And so these 10 questions will now have to be rescheduled again by Parliament for the finance minister to come and answer. Indeed, because the House was expecting the minister to come in and he did not, they had to alter the business a little in the morning. They had to go in for a close setting to consider the guest fund allocation formula, which report is now being taken on the floor. After that, they expected that the minister will come. He did not, and so they proceeded to do other business having to do with some bills that the Attorney General has brought. They've dealt with all that. They've gone back to the guest fund allocation formula. The finance minister has still not showed, and there's been no communication, at least publicly, as to why Ken Oporiata has not showed up to answer these 10 questions, which have started so many repetitions and agendas. And Kweku, there's also a fresh push to get Ken Ofriata to come to the House and brief the entire House about the IMF deal. And recall, the deal was concluded and approved by the IMF Executive uh, Board when the House was on recess. Is this gathering momentum in the House? It is, Evans. On the last two occasions since Parliament came, that Osei Bonsu and the majority leadership have had to present the business statement. Samuel Okujita Blackwa in particular has had calls to invite the finance minister to come and brief the house. Indeed, it is the contention of some of the majority MPs that this may even be an international agreement that ordinarily must come before parliament for approval. But it appears that has not been stretched so much. But Samuel Okujita Blackwa in particular has been asking for that, the, for, for, for the finance minister to come to brief MPs on the exclusives and the details of the finance, of the finance agreement that has been reached for the IMF and our statements about to have been providing some general update on that. I think, as you rightly noticed or observe, um, the conclusion of the executive committee uh, negotiations really happened when we were on recess, yeah. uh, which is why last week a colleague of ours, in fact, indicated that it would be appropriate, perhaps, for the minister to come to parliament to brief us. But where we are. So you agree with that, the minister coming to brief you? Well, generally, I, I think that um, if parliament, parliament, we have a function of financial control and also oversight. And if um, we have concluded, we need to know. The nation needs to know. Mm. So we speak to the nation through parliament. <clears throat> but the issue is he is coming with a media review in July. Would it, be, um, would it not be better if we stood it down so that when he comes with the media review, he could brief us and also then submit the media review? Um, other people are also saying that we should Separate decouple the two. Yeah. the two. So we have to have some engagement with the minister. I, I had indicated to the House that I was going to um, have a discussion with the minister on that before... Thursday, 
so that um, if it was going to be possible, perhaps we could have him tomorrow or Thursday. Unfortunately, I've not been able to have a discussion with him because yeah. over the weekend I was not in good shape. Yeah. I only came out um, yesterday quite strong. So I want to see if it's possible to have that engagement with him between this evening and tomorrow so that when we, when we meet on Friday, I'll be able to tell them some, something significant. Well, what's if, your if we agree, mm-hmm. if he does agree that he's able to make time, as we speak now, he's meeting with the World Bank. We don't want to do anything that will derail um, whatever they've come to do. Again, Member of Parliament for Booster South, uh, Dr. Clement Park. He's one of the MPs who asked the question and was expecting the finance minister to appear before the House today to answer that question. He joins us on the telephone line right now. Uh, Dr. Park, thanks for your time here on Top Story. Yeah, good evening, Ivan. Good evening to listeners as well. What's your <laughs> question today? Well, my question to Ken Oforiata uh, had to do with seeking clarification with regards to the cost of free senior high school in the last five years, which will be 2017 to 2021. And I asked that uh, question because I had previously asked a question whereupon he came to answer and indicated that $7.62 billion had been used to implement the program. Later on, he reported to Parliament through the media budget review of 2022 that 5.1 or 5.3 billion had been used to finance the program in five years. So my question essentially is to ask him what accounts for the disparity in terms of the figures he reported earlier on and the figures he indicated in the 2022 media budget review. Yeah, he was unable to do so today, provide that answer today. Um, and yesterday we got some clarity from Chairman Sabungsu that he's been pretty busy. Uh, he's been having meetings with the World Bank. Have you been told today why he was unable to come to Parliament and answer the questions? No, we have not been told why. And quite honestly, even... This is not the first time I am going to say this, and I'll say it again. Ken Oforiata, the finance minister, has shown gross disrespect for parliament, and in particular, when it comes to questions filed by members of parliament. I can tell you on authority that of all the ministers appointed by the Akufado Baumia government from 20. 17 till date. If we were to look at the records about their appearance in parliament to respond to questions by members of parliament, I can tell you that Ken Oforia's attest record is very abysmal. But it's not just his refusal or his lack of interest or his lack of attention to questions filed by members of parliament. But this man has never even appeared before the Public Accounts Committee ever since 
I became a member in 2017. But isn't that understandable, um, Dr. Park? I mean, we are in economic crisis. The the man is trying to save this entire economy from, from utter total collapse. Isn't that why he'll be unable to Evans. honor these invitations? He's been there a few times, as you know. Evans. Yes. The problem is that even before this economic crisis, even at a time when he wasn't purportedly busy, he was not showing up. So the point I'm making is that he has the unenviable record of simply not giving parliamentary questions the needed attention and response as is expected of every minister. So we cannot make excuses for him. It was happening before this time, and clearly it is continuing. What do you plan to do about this? Today he was unable to come. I mean, at least yesterday, I, I and we played that uh, interview with Chairman Sabonsu, who was talking about um, the, the challenge with all the meetings he's having currently. You know the IMF may, may be in town, the World Bank as well. That's why. Um, you, you haven't had any explanation today. What do you plan well, that to is, do about that, that is what is offensive. Because, I mean, the majority side has always made excuses for him. Uh, the same Chairman Sabonsu, even in the days when he wasn't showing up where we had cause to complain, and if you would check your own records, our former minority chief, Muntaka, and the rest of us, severally complained because he wasn't showing up to respond to questions, and we were not getting any written explanations. The leadership of the majority tended to make excuses for him. And now I am not surprised that Chairman Sabonsu is again trying to make an excuse for why Ken Oforiata didn't show up. But at the very minimum, he was they should have put me. in a written explanation. A letter should have come to the speaker, who then should have read it to us, justifying and giving us the real reasons why Ken Oforiata was not able to appear before the August House of Parliament to respond to questions. So as far as we are concerned, it is not because he is cooked in some corner dealing with economic matters because we have not been told so. So the only conclusion we can draw is that he's still up to his own despicable habit of not showing up to answer our questions. When do you now hope he will come and answer the questions? And what's what's the minority's move next now? On the well, we can, we can only advocate and call on the, the leadership of parliament to make sure that he comes. You know, if we had our way, he wouldn't even be the finance minister for this and many other reasons. It is the majority that protected him when they had the unique opportunity to join us so that we could get rid of him. But they chose to protect him. And since they are the majority, by parliamentary processes and procedure, they are the ones that will decide what happens and what doesn't happen. We can protest and raise all the issues, but we are challenged and our ability to hold his feet to the fire. Dr. Clementa Park, thank you very much. And talking about the uh, earlier pronouncements by Chairman Sabonsu, the majority leader, regarding uh, the decision uh, whether or not to get Ken Ufariata removed from the majority caucus. Remember, they had started this Ken Must Go campaign, held press conferences, and eventually met the president uh, uh, to discuss this. And the president had assured them that he will act on their request after the conclusion of the IMF negotiations. Now, James Abongsu yesterday explained that, yes, that was the pronouncement, that was the commitment, but technically the IMF program uh, and the negotiations are not complete 
And so you cannot argue uh, that uh, the trigger is now emotion to remove him. Listen to his explanation. Yes, we, we had that engagement with the president and I agree with you uh, what the outcome was. But, um, and then it was predicated on our concluding the negotiations with the IMF. But you see, technically, we're not even out of the woods yet because I just told you that the World Bank is here now. Mm. Um, I think the IMF will be coming, is it two weeks or three weeks from now, uh, to also look at a few things. And then... So technically, the negotiations and in in our relationship with the IMF is not complete, and so possibly... It is a reason why they possibly will not revisit the conversation about removing Kendo Friata. But is that really how you judge it? At what point do you say that your, uh, your, your program has been approved? And at what point do you say that it is still in motion? Uh, let's bring in a professor of economics, uh, Professor Godfrey Bockwing, who had listened to this and joins us now. Uh, Prof, thanks very much for your time here on Top Story. You listened to Chairman Sabonsu. Uh, and how he rationalized the timing when it comes to negotiations with the IMF and knowing what the trigger should have been, at least from the meeting with the president, uh, that it should have been post the IMF program. What's your What's your own interpretation of what he had said there and the explanations he's given about the technicality of whether or not we are still in conversation with the IMF? We'll get his attention quickly on this. And, and as you know, Parliament today has been waiting to hear from the uh, Finance Minister. And we've heard from Jamie Sabun. So also, a conversation is already underway uh, to get a Finance Minister to brief the House on the IMF program itself. Because that deal was completed whilst the House was on recess. Uh, and so the conversation has started. Last week, there was a push uh, to get uh, the Finance Minister into the House. Uh, to do the briefing. Uh, there's also a conversation around whether to wait uh, till the mid-year budget review, then he would include in that review a, a briefing to the House on that IMF uh, program. And that's something that is still uh, being discussed as uh, the um, majority leader had indicated. And because of the, uh, the finance minister's own uh, busy schedule, uh, still negotiations and talks are still ongoing currently, says with the World Bank in particular, uh, they haven't managed to finalize uh, and agreed a time for the finance minister to come in. This is top story.